Welcome to The Author Show, where we feature new authors and books, from fiction to self-help and everything in between. You'll find it all at theauthorshow.com. That's theauthorshow.com. And now let the show begin. Hello and welcome back to the show. This is your host, Don McCauley. Today we're welcoming the program author Daniel D. Corner, and he is the author of The Believer's Conditional Security. Dan, how are you? Real fine, Don. Good. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself, please. Okay, I'm a Christian minister. I've pastored in the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania area for nearly seven years. I'm an evangelist as well as an apologist, and this particular book has been on my heart for about 10 years, and I was so very glad to get it in print. So tell us about the book. Okay, this book is a book about salvation itself, that is the salvation of the soul, and the possible lethal dangers after getting born again. It also names, quotes, and refutes with Scripture the popular, once-saved-always-saved eternal security teachers of our day. So who did you write your book for specifically? This book was written for both male and female, young and old, for all Christians, especially those that are wondering if the teaching of once-saved-always-saved is true, or is it just an ear-tickling myth from the devil? So if you had to choose, what would you say is the single most important idea you're sharing in your book that's really going to add value to the reader's life? The very most important thing that will add any value to the reader's life is they will be more alerted to spiritual danger that a Christian faces between initial and final salvation, and it will also provide scriptural ammo to demolish the feeble arguments of once saved, always saved. Now, if you could compare your book with any book out there we might already be familiar with, which book would it be and why? Well, it would probably have to be David Pawson's book, Once Saved, Always Saved, question mark. He's a very popular preacher from Great Britain, but I would say that this particular book, being that it's 801 pages, it's a lot more complete than his 192-page book. It's also, that is our book, is documented, complete, sound, and indexed whereas there are also those problems as well as various other problems with David Pawson's book that I have. So what's the biggest difference between what you teach and what the eternal security teachers claim? The biggest difference is once a Christian becomes saved, if he backslides, they say that he retains his salvation. At least most of the time they say that. Sometimes they have a double message, but the rest of the answer to your question is, My message is definitely different. If a Christian backslides into sin unto death, he or she must repent to reverse their spiritually dead and lost spiritual condition. They must repent. That is not recognized by the once saved, always saved proponents, and therefore they don't repent. They remain in their sin, and they remain lost, even though they think they're still saved and on the road to heaven irrevocably. Why does it matter if they teach a security and sin allowance with salvation? Well, it matters, number one, because of truth. Truth is the issue. And what we're dealing with here is an issue that people behave the way they accept truth, what they believe as true. If you and I believed in the Quran, we would start to act accordingly. We would worship like the Muslims do. And the Bible has the truth about a conditional salvation and not an unconditional salvation. So we must be alert to what reality is. Reality is we are saved as long as we continue to believe, and it's possible to stop believing in Jesus and get back on the road to hell again. 
How do the eternal security proponents deal with, say, the prodigal son? What they say is that the prodigal son always remained a son. He always remained saved. And this is an amazing implication because the implication is since the prodigal veered off into wild living and he ran with the prostitutes, really what they are saying indirectly is that there are Christians that are sexually immoral, Christian adulterers, Christian fornicators, etc., because they think that prodigal retained his salvation in contrast to what the Bible says. Luke 15, 24 says the prodigal at that time was both spiritually dead and spiritually lost. How does King David fit into all of this? King David fits into all this because it's a knockout blow to those that would try to smokescreen away their license for sin. King David shows that he clearly had salvation, and then he backslid horribly into both adultery and murder. We know he was saved because it's holy men of God, inspired by the Spirit of God, that write the Scriptures. And David wrote part of the Bible before he backslid. And like the Bible says five times in Ezekiel, that if a righteous man turns from his righteousness and does evil, he will die for it. So that is exactly what happened to David. David turned from his righteousness, did evil, and he died spiritually. And that's another way of saying you lose your salvation. You're back on the road to hell again. And David had to repent to get saved again. How do you understand Romans 13, 11? Romans 13, 11 talks about us being nearer to our salvation from the time that we first believed. That is referring to final salvation. The moment that we trust on, cling to, and rely upon Jesus, which includes repentance, we are born again. We have salvation at that moment. We have eternal life at that moment. But we're also on the road to salvation. That's final salvation. And it's possible to wander off, to fall away, to turn back. It's also possible to have Jesus disown us if we disown him. So we have to continue. We have to persevere. And we have to endure to the end for final salvation. He that endures to the end will be saved, Jesus said in Matthew 10:22. So Jesus said it's finished. Doesn't that imply eternal security? When Jesus said it is finished, that was referring to our redemption, which he purchased by himself on the cross with his holy, precious, cleansing blood, without any help from Mary or anyone else. That has no connection whatsoever with the teaching of once saved, always saved. There are no scriptures in the Bible that can connect a false teaching like once saved, always saved, the tonal security, to the redemption. None whatsoever. They try to connect it to give once saved, always saved, some credibility, but there is no hope of giving this solid credibility because it's not actually a Bible-based teaching. So isn't eternal security connected with the gospel of grace? No. It's taught as though it is. It's taught as the gospel. It's taught as grace. It's taught as all kind of other things. But unfortunately for them, they are absolutely positively wrong. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 2 says, By this gospel you are saved if you hold firmly to the word I preach, otherwise you have believed in vain. That is a conditional security, not unconditional security, like eternal security is or once saved, always saved declares. It's totally different. The real gospel, according to 1 Corinthians 15, 2, is conditional. If you reject this, doesn't that mean you're teaching a work salvation? 
Again, that's how the eternal security teachers declare anybody like myself, a Christian like myself, that would oppose their doctrine. Because the Bible teaches we're saved by grace and not by works, so therefore they want to automatically rule out any possibility of anybody teaching in opposition to their own. That means that we would all be automatically in dire need of salvation if we were teaching a work salvation. But that's not true. What I'm teaching is what the Bible says, like 1 Corinthians 15, 2. That's not a work salvation. That's grace. That's what the Bible says. And all through the Bible, the Bible teaches that Christians follow Jesus. They put into practice his word. They do his will. That is what a real Christian is. How does your book deal with the Never Perish Clause found in John 10.28? The Never Perish Clause in John 10.28 has also been grossly misused. The book, The Believer's Conditional Security, shows the real context, which reverts back to verse 27. That's the verse before John 10.28, and it shows who will never perish. There Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice, I know them, they follow me. So those are the only ones who will never perish. That's what the context is. And by the way, the Greek tense for the word follow in verse 27 is a continuous tense. So those that continue to follow Jesus will never perish. It is not a proof text for backsliders retaining their salvation as it is used by once saved, always saved teachers. Eternal salvation means eternal. How could that possibly be lost? Well, we're talking about the possession of an eternal thing. While it's certainly true that eternal things remain eternal, the possession of an eternal thing can change. Remember now, eternal life was eternal before any Christian ever possessed it. And if a Christian turns away from God and gets disowned by Jesus or vomited out of the body of Christ or cut off from the vine, who is Jesus, by the Father for fruitlessness— then he will no longer have the possession of an eternal thing according to the Word of God. What's been your most rewarding experience since publishing your book? By far, the most rewarding experience would be the many wonderful testimonies we have received about people who have read our book and they have changed. They've repented from their sins and they have found eternal life and peace and freedom from their sins and it's all because of the truth. When they hear the truth, especially if they're in sin and they think they're on the road to heaven in those sins, they realize they're wrong. They realize they must repent or they will perish at that point and that point alone do they repent. At that point alone do they get serious with God. And that's when God sees their heart and they get cleansed and they get saved. How would you describe your writing style? I would say my writing style is very simplistic yet scholarly, not to sound like I'm bragging or anything, but it really is. And it's also firmly rooted in Scripture. It's Bible-based. We lay the Scriptures out. We show what other people teach and why they're wrong based on the Bible. So it's a very easy-to-read book. Nobody will have trouble reading this book. It's very, very easy, just like reading the newspaper or like reading the Bible, a modern version of the Bible. Based on your experience as a writer, what one recommendation would you make to authors just starting out? New authors need to read the Bible, study the Bible, ponder the Scriptures, memorize Scripture, and don't just look to other teachers. Don't go out and read some kind of commentary or listen to this favorite teacher or this popular 
preacher, whoever he may be, get in the Bible firsthand, read the Bible, study it and ponder and base your teaching solely 100% upon the scriptures alone. In your opinion, who should buy your book? Well, again, it comes right back around to who would need the truth about salvation. The answer would be everyone. Even though that might be something that uh, a lot of people might choke on, anybody that's going to church needs to be more firmly rooted in the message of salvation because chances are they don't have much of a clue. What I'm saying is absolutely antithetical to the popular message on TV, radio, and in the most common books in the bookstores, we must endure to the end because that is the message of the Lord Jesus, who not only taught we have to be born again to enter the kingdom of God, we also must endure to the end to be saved, Matthew chapter 10, verse 22. So this book is written for everyone, and everyone that's serious about God and getting into his kingdom need to read this book because it has truths in it about salvation, very rare truths in our day that it will be very hard for anyone to find elsewhere. Do you have a website? Yes. We have multiple websites. The two most common websites are evangelicaloutreach.org and eternallifeblog.com. Well, this has been just great. Our guest today has been Daniel D. Corner, and he is the author of The Believer's Conditional Security. Dan, thanks very much for being with us today. Thank you so very much for having me. This is Don McCauley wrapping up another edition of The Author Show. Listen to some of your favorite authors every day, 24-7, by visiting theauthorshow.com. Just click on the book title and the player at the top of the page. These interviews are available to book buyers worldwide on demand. If you'd like to be a guest on the show and feel you could benefit by getting in front of your target audience with a high-quality media interview that will make a real impact, visit www.theauthorshow.com, fill out the form, and we may be contacting you shortly. Join us here next time for another great book and another exciting author on The Author Show. Thanks for listening to The Author Show. Find out more about authors and their work at theauthorsshow.com. Theauthorsshow.com. Tune in next time to another great author on The Author Show.